Hi, producer Jonathan here. Due to a technical glitch, the audio quality of this episode of Nobody Asked Our Opinion is significantly lower than normal. Unfortunately, it was not something that I could correct in post-production, but we as a team didn't want that to keep you from hearing it. So, instead of tossing it into the unaired archive, I present it to you here in low fidelity with an apology. I'm sorry. Nobody else for opinion, a podcast where two idiots sit down and give their opinions on a whole bunch of pop culture and bullshit. This idiot's Joanna. And this idiot's JJ. And you guys are in for a fun and wild ride because we have gotten zero to no sleep last night because JJ and I were listening to every performance ever of the masked singer that was worth <laughs> listening to. And also some like really pretty like songs from like The Voice. Also a shout out to Cam Anthony for winning The Voice because we're amazing. Yeah, um, well deserved, beautiful voice. Um, yeah, I mean, at one point I just said, "Just pretty pretty things," <laughs> and that pretty thing lasted for about three hours. <laughs> so um, this is what you get. Also, um, we're three part Hermes in the world, please. And Hanson was robbed on the mass singer. Come at us. Come at us. Um, when school, you did not need to go that far. No. Especially on the week that Hanson went home, he did a Snoop Dogg song, and it was not great. I mean, it wasn't bad, but it also wasn't like showing off anything, because the interesting part is about it, like, a lot of what the background is. Mm-hmm. Because that's where all of the melody and the fun is, and yeah, yeah, his flow was great, but you also spend the first, like, several, like, beats of that song with, like, him just went, uh, uh, no, drop it like it's hot. Uh. And so it's not interesting, it's not interesting. Uh, and Hansen, Lisa does not deserve to, to be on the same stage as the end, right? <laughs> like, that is blasphemy. This that should have been Hanson. That should have been Hanson, and this all started because I said, Oh, look, here's Leanne Rhymes, she came back onto the mass singer. And, and like, the, the fucked my mind up. <laughs> the winners are the uh, the top three saying, How do I live with Leanne Rhymes? And she changed up the opening of that song into this beautiful, breathy, ethereal, like. It was like she was a goddess from, like, another, like, fantasy realm. It was. It literally, like, I was, like, crying. Like, and, so that 30 seconds of music, like, destroyed my soul. There were literal tears, and for long-time listeners of the pod, you realize that JJ has a notorious heart stone. I have no, I have no soul. But, but this, Leanne Rhymes pulled the soul from Leanne his... Rhymes touched my heart, and now I feel emotions. <laughs> <laughs> There's a small crack in the stone, and um, it is all thanks to this Leanne Rhymes. So, so shout out to Leanne Rhymes. And if anybody has access to Leanne Rhymes, let her know that we love her, and uh, to call in for the pod. And by Colin, I mean send us an email and we'll we'll get her on via Zoom and just tell her how amazing she is. Absolutely. We can like, have her on right after Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. We'll make it a kind of a dual a duo meeting or something like that. We can um, like Kelly Clarkson and Leanne runs to sing together. Now. I was just gonna go there. And um, I don't know if my body can handle that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like Leanne Ryan's wrecked my soul in 30 seconds. I don't know. Kelly Clarkson and Leanne Rhymes do what we're going to do, like, 
Oh, you were, you were like, you literally looked at me while we were watching that because JoJo starts singing after we had runs. You're like, I don't think I can handle this. And then Nick Lachey starts singing, and you're like, oh. And then Miss Khalifa, like, brought us all back to the And we're like, okay, now we're grounded. Yeah, we're fine. It's great. Um, so if we go off the rails a bit today, um, zero sleep and pretty music, so... Word up, but because I mentioned our, our homegirl Kelly Clarkson, deep friend of the pod, um, sh- the Kelly Clarkson show is going to replace Ellen's time slot. That's so exciting because Kelly Clarkson deserves it, and she is such good entertainment and she provides like a similar type of entertainment without tormenting her the people on her place or the people who come on her show so um it really like at the end of the day the only person who has made a fool on the kelly clarkson show is kelly clarkson and i would have it no other way yeah. um because i'm just like her she's highly competitive like have you watched kelly clarkson on the kelly clarkson show do like trivia games with her or like any sort of game with her guests I think I saw one where they had, I think it was like a voice style. They had big sticks and hands. Yes. It's all that. She's wildly competitive. Wildly. And it's so good. It's so funny. Um, She's like Plucketina Aguilera when she doesn't win. Like she's so mad, <laughs> but she like still gives everybody their props because she was like I really wanted to win, <laughs> and it's so funny. And I just I want I want all the good things for her. So congratulations, Kelly Clarkson, and to everybody on the Kelly Clarkson show for uh, taking that prime time slot. And I really hope that y'all will tune in because she really fucking deserves it, guys. Give her the ratings. Give her the ratings. She is so much better. Of, uh, she's just a better person <laughs> than Evelyn. <laughs> and she's wickedly talented. And she's also, like, she cares about the people she employs. Her band on the Kelly Clarkson show yeah. has been her band for, like, every single tour that she's done. Like basically since like she won American Idol like when she was going on tour, this was her band. And she has kept them employed during times when musicians weren't employed. Like when they hit the pandemic, they were performing via Zoom. Like she was making sure her people stayed employed. And that is something that Ellen did not see during the pandemic. No. So um watch the show with integrity. Um, Kelly Clarkson, we love you. We think you're wonderful and you deserve all of the goodness. And please come on our podcast. Be our friends. Be friends with us. Even if you don't want to come on our podcast, just be our friend. Just like. Or like yell at me. Like, call me an idiot. Call me stupid. I don't think think Kelly has that within her. I'll bring out of her. I would do anything to just have her to speak in the same way that I would. Hey, Kelly, we're both also hyper competitive. We'll play games with you. We'll play games. Yes, we love all the games. We have so many more. They like play games with us. We have all the games. And then you can just like sing with her. And sing. And sing. sing. We like to sing. We don't sing as well as you do, but we'll sing too. I have a piano. We can do some. We can jam. It's my life. It's my life dream to have you. I want Kelly Clarkson to sing If I Got You with me accompanying her at the piano. That would be, that's my life dream. So, 
we all heard it. This is the this is the goal in life. You guys so manifest, help me manifest this. Make it happen. Make it happen. Get this to Kelly Clarkson. Pronto. Please. Because <laughs> um, we stand probably no one higher than Kelly Clarkson. And apparently the Android's right underneath it right now. Oh, Although, uh, slot number two is subject to change on a weekly basis. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to you on that. <laughs> um, but there we are. So, um, speaking of things that we say consistent on our TV show, hey, we got some more Seth Rogen news. We're yeah, changing we're, the world. Because we're fucking holding this the asshole Campbell. Because um, we're the only people that do so. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, in a recent interview, uh, he... Admits that, yeah, probably some of my old, some of my uh, uh, jokes in my older movies, they probably didn't age well and they're probably just wildly offensive again. Or movies in general. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's to, he, he explains that, like, it would it'd be stupid for me not to acknowledge that. We're in a time where comedians, when they are called out on some of their, uh, past content usually either double down on it and be like, no, that's just comedy and that's, you know, comedy's supposed to kind of be that edgy and, or whatever, or they just like give fake apologies. <laughs> so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm making this video because I have a sincere apology. Yeah, no, any video that starts with, I am making this video because, can immediately be thrown in the trash. <laughs> No, because you're not being sincere. No. no. So, yeah, just, just admit that you you fucked up and that you're going to do better. That's all we ask. Yeah. And it's great that with Seth Rogen be like, yeah, I've done fucked up. Yeah. And I'm going to try to move forward and be better about what I the jokes that I say and try to be more uh, conscientious about that. Which is all we really ask for. It is all we ask for, and you know what? We think, nice. Thank you, Seth Rogen, for listening to us. We yeah. appreciate that. Now, can you kind of uh, address all the sexual misconduct on your fucking moves? <laughs> I mean, maybe steps, I guess, but yeah, yeah. Like, that's, that's, that's the next step. So, we'll, get uh, there. we'll get there. We believe in you. <laughs> we do. Uh, speaking of people who are assholes, <laughs> Kevin Spacey's returning to acting in an I mean, Italian film. Kind of? I mean, it's and it's like a small cameo super role, but small cameo in like a farm film. It, 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 like, it's, it's an like, Italian film. He's he's seems like he's scraping the bottom of the barrel to get some work. And but I, honestly, I'm still upset that even he got that. He really shouldn't be able to do anything anymore because he's garbage. He's a predator and he's terrible. And um, so I just think uh, like I literally saw the news and went gross. Gross, yeah. And that's all we're going to say on that, because that's all, that's all the time we have for Kevin Spacey in our lives. But you know who we have time for? Who we have time for? We have time for Elliot Page. So I can't say I have time for Elliot Page. I love him. And he released a, uh, on, I think on Instagram, his first yes. uh, his first time in swim trunks photo. Yeah. Post-top surgery. Scars and all. And just celebrating his new body, his new, just living his fucking dream of being the person that he wants to be. And also, Elliot Page looks really good. He's fucking cut. I'm like, that's really good. <laughs> the only thing that offends me is that his body looks that good so quickly. So I'm so angry that I don't look that well. But I also, oh. don't have, I also don't have that Hollywood money, so I get it. But, um, 
we we also stand Elliot Page here, and we are so happy that he is living his his best life and is confident enough to be able to go out and show off. His and that's body. the thing; it's it's confidence because I think a lot of members of the trans community do get they get they feel very self conscious about their their surgery scars yeah. and like showing it in public and be like, oh, I don't want it to be like a thing or you know, it's it, to see Elliot Page and just fully embrace it and be like. I'm fucking, I'm me, finally, y'all. I'm, I'm making, I'm finally making steps to being the truest me. And that's fucking inspiring. It is fucking inspiring. I love it. I'm so happy. I'm so excited that we're, we're seeing just happiness glow from Elliot. And um, we wish you all the happy, uh, happiness, Elliot. We are excited for you. Yeah, for all haters. Yeah, and haters back up. His body is one of your best us, unless you're here to this day, yes, <laughs> which we are. So, absolutely. But even then, it's still none of our business. We were commenting on a public photo and just saying, yeah, yeah, you look good. And get you, it, get it, be confident, body positivity, do it. Um, in conjunction with our report last week on Lizzo, who said it's okay to be sad, Ryan Reynolds tells us it's okay to deal with anxiety. Yeah, in the recent interview, he's kind of um, opened up a little bit about his struggles with uh, with anxiety, especially when it comes to uh, living up to the hype of himself. Living up to the standards that we as a society has placed upon him to live, to live up to. Yeah, so like it's it, it's really, uh, again, to have uh, a wildly popular celebrity kind of bring more light into the, the issues of mental health, but also like a male. Yeah. The, I mean, there I'm, is a lot of, there's a lot of men that also deal with mental illness that Oftentimes they ignore, or what often what generally seems to be kind of like the, uh, the sort of almost pop, the popular belief that like they just you know try to mask their their emotions with like you know they'll turn to drugs or alcohol and things like that. And we never really we always treat like the uh, this those kind of symptoms, but never really talk about like the mental illness aspect. Of that. And yeah, how we got to that situation. How we got to that situation. So it's especially for, I think, is June Mental Health Month? Mental Health Awareness Month? Or May? I think May is. May was Mental Health Awareness. Yeah. yeah. And so um, it's, you know, it's a timely moment to kind of talk about um, issues like that. And um, I'm glad that Ryan Reynolds, who I fully love Ryan Reynolds, I forget. Like how charming he is, he's mm-hmm. a fucking beautiful creature. Uh, we ignore the fact that he was in that stupid Green Lantern movie <laughs> and that he was that awful. Uh, we don't we don't acknowledge his first iteration of Deadpool. Oh yeah, <laughs> what's great though is that Ryan Reynolds, like not too long ago, sat down and like live tweeted him watching Green Lantern since like first came out, That's and was it eventually was just like. Yeah, like, is it cringy? Absolutely. But there was a lot of hard work, and we need to honor the people that, like, put the hard work into it. And it, he goes, it's not as bad as I remember it being. And, um, because really, like, there's, like, 
Again, there's lots of people that put lots of work into making a movie, even the bad ones. And trust me, we talk a lot about the bad ones. But um, I love that you just sat down and was just like, oh, why do I look like that? Oh, why is that? Oh, okay. No, those are choices. Um, but And he met his wife on the set of the Legend. He did, and they were both dating other people. I love their story of how they got together, because they went on a double date with other people, and their dates were like, well, okay, then. <laughs> Clearly, this isn't working. This is not working out. You, and they're awesome. And they're wonderful. So, so kudos to Ryan Reynolds. Uh, I'm glad that you're you know, speaking out and uh, trying to help destigmatize the mental health and uh, mental health issues and you know, embracing uh, your struggles with anxiety because we all fucking do. We do. We all do. And to pretend that like celebrities don't get to. Is stupid because they are just as human as we are. They just happen to have a camera on them all the time. Absolutely. Um, so, in sad news, um, last week my childhood died. All of our childhoods died. So, Samuel Wright, the voice of Sebastian McCabe in the Little Mermaid movies, um, passed away at age 74. And Eric Carle, the creator of the Mary Hungry Caterpillar and all of those wonderful books, um, passed away at age 91. My childhood is sad. Yeah, my childhood is dead now. <laughs> that's, what, that's what this I is. I mean, yeah, slowly but surely. And so um, we send our, our love and our condolences to their families and to everyone who is saddened by this news because it is heart wrenching. And we are devastated, but that is the way of life, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but sometimes in a great tragedy, we see some happiness. Uh, Howard University renames the College Fine Arts after Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty fucking awesome. It's wonderful, and I think that that is a great lasting tribute to a great man. Yeah, I think, uh, I'm trying to look at, uh, I'm looking through the article now. Um, they, uh, I'm trying to, what's the, the uh, official like, title for the movie? I never saw an official title. I just saw like, the same after him. Yeah, I'm trying to see what they're, uh, they're, they're naming the, uh, so they're, they're building like a new uh, state of the art, uh, like uh, buildings on campus, and the new, um, the building that will house the College of Fine Arts will be called the Chadwick A. Bozeman College of Fine Arts, along with um, the Kathy Hughes School of Communications, which will house the, the, the a TV station and radio station. That is phenomenal. I'm here for my knowledge. So, also, yeah, it's a great way to kind of and to to you know give this. This man, who's um, arguably probably the most acclaimed acclaimed alum of Howard University, uh, I think, at least to one could argue, um, and it's a great way to kind of commemorate the the life of this man who's taken far too soon, far too soon, and you know has done so much with his career and, and has done a lot for uh, his community that it, this is a well deserved. No, absolutely. I think so. That we 
don't always find the best ways to honor the celebrities um, who have done well for the community. And I think this is a, a fitting, lasting tribute that people will always be aware of, especially the students that go to Howard University, that Chadwick Boseman was a, a great man who empowered many, many people to be well, aware. Yeah, I, I remember when, you know, Black Panther came out and just like this, just all the, the, just the pride and just finally seeing like an African American man in a superhero leading role yeah. as as wildly you know popular as the Black Panther movies were. Uh, but just the, one, it was just one movie. The Black Panther movie was um, English at this time. Yeah, still still in English. But um, yeah, just like I remember, there uh, I think it was on Jimmy Fallon. He had like people just like just talk to a poster of the Black Panther. Oh, and, just, like, he was hiding behind and he was hiding know. behind it, and they were just like, "Oh, just just saying like how much it means to see a person like me uh, on the screen, and just like how what it means for my grandchildren and my children, and have them pop out, and they're just like." They they're just like screaming with like excitement and just like immediate tears because they're like I'm overwhelmed with all this like feeling. Oh yeah, no, that's a surefire way to make Joanna cry immediately. Mm-hmm. Is put on shit like that, but it's so good, it's so wonderful and sweet. Yeah. And shall we move on to some drag race? Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh my god, such such drag race. So okay, so so much so much breath of things. So um. We are going to do our Drag Race 20, where I set a timer for exactly 20 minutes, and for 20 minutes only, we will talk about Drag Race, because when left to our own devices, we will speak about Drag Race until the end of time. Yeah, you are not, you do not want to be here for that. (laughs) And we don't want to subject anybody to that, particularly our producer, Jonathan, because we want him to continue to produce (laughs) a podcast, and if we went off the rails for too long, he would leave. (laughs) He's a and he's laughing at me in the corner because he knows it's true. Um, so I'm going to set the timer. We're going to talk about all of the, the things in three, two, one, and we're going. Okay, so let's talk. So let's talk again. Um, reading challenge, reading challenge, love this challenge. Oh, the reading challenge is great. Uh, there were some good reads. Oh, I'm trying to remember who I thought should have won because whoever won, I was like, Matt, no, I thought Ketamine should have won. Ketamine should have won. Ketamine was amazing. She was, she was oh, so my favorite thing ever was when she goes, Electra Shock, man. And that's <laughs> I got it. I got it. <laughs> I, it was so good. Um, I loved the reading chat, but overall, like, there wasn't too many, like, I think Scarlett Adams is the only one who's really good at roots. Yeah, uh, yeah, or uh, I'm trying to think. Was it Scarlet or what's her face? Um, I can't remember now. I think it was Scarlet. I think Scarlet. Like I think somebody else like kind of struggled, but Scarlet was like, "You're like, oh, you're not good at this." <laughs> and she ever said was she was like, Sarah? "Was it Sarah?" No, I think it's Seth. No, Sarah's sharp. She's quick. Um, I, I I think Electra struggled a little bit. It was Electra. Yeah. Because electric shock is our resident struggle bus. But like, <laughs> but, but like she's funny though. She is funny. No, she struggled a little bit, but not all of hers were just like Scarlet's were. Um, and then we got an acting challenge. It was like uh, the band did like write their own stuff. So it wasn't a scripted acting challenge. It was a create your own advert for basically their own version of Vegemite. 
Yeah, yeast spread. Yeast spread. That's what they call it down, oh. down in the uh, yeast spread, and um, some of them were really raunchy. Yeah, I think some judges were like, I think at Ceteras, they were like, yeah, you don't need to always go for... For full-on full Well, because hers was called piss. So, she just called piss. Yeah. Hers was just called piss. Just piss. It was... It, it, it did rise. It, was it, was, it, it wasn't riding the line. It crossed the line, waved to the line, and then uh, took a bus further out. Hers um, went pretty far. Scarlet's went pretty far. Um, but... Uh, oh, yeah, she put both hers. Was hers... Uh, no, that was... Uh, this was dis- just called discharge. Is that Karen from finance? Yes, I think Karen from finance was discharge. Um, and regardless, Electra Shock won, and I thought she deserved it. It was so funny. I love it. She, it was during her, so it was funny. So funny during her during the commercial. She she was like listing uh, the, the the famous drag race phrase. You and she like spells it out, and we're like, charisma. It's got uniqueness, nerve. And then you see you see the CEO, and you're like, oh, are oh, we going no, for we're it? We're gonna go for this. And, and she goes, and talent. talent. <laughs> and we're like, ah, that's the that's the best way to like imply. Oh yeah, it was like it was a but very not good. Cross that mark. It was a very good week to the camera moment, and it was just it was so funny. It was so well done. I loved her really crappy like Trixie Mattel RuPaul. Oh my god, with a really bad wig. <laughs> but she did like the winner winner chicken dinner Trixie Mattel like head movement, which took it to like that level of like just ridiculousness. But she was just basically going like. Your looks, your, your looks suck. And then she pause and then comes to her and like, Is this you? This, this was me. Because this was me. Let's fix this. And it was just so well done. It was so well organized. It was it was funny. It was great. Kidami also had a good showing. Also, uh, the runways looked really good. What was the runway challenge? This was uh, Sheila. Yes, Sheila the Bush. I so, think. Something like that, yeah. It was like, it was pretty ambiguous to what it was because everything looks so different. And you're like, there's yeah. no cohesive thing happening like, here. Well, like, Maxie Shield came out looking literally like Mary Poppins. Yeah, because she came out was really pretty. Like, it was supposed to be like a Sunday in the Park with George kind of moment. Right. Um, but it was, but she, you were like, oh, that's pretty. And the, but then you have like a Scarlett Adams coming out as literally quick, like an outfit from Crystal and all doesn't. You're like, I don't understand this right away. I, like, I was literally so confused. I was like, I didn't get it. Well, because this electric came out, and you're like, oh, because she has like the bird out of her thing. You're like, okay, they're going for like animal mm-hmm. things. And then Karen comes out, and you're like, no, we're not going with animal things. Um, I don't know what's going on. And so we're just kind of watching it. Huh, okay. Um, but our bottom two was. Uh, Maxi Shield Maxi and, and etc. Um, and uh, looking back, I think, yeah, I think of the of the girls, Maxi did kind of like she. Bobich had a microphone up her sleeve, and it was so funny. Yeah. She just also she turns around and then like away from the the cameras, and she turns around again with her her microphone. I was like, this bitch just left. Yeah. She, 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 definitely won, she definitely won the lip sync. She knew what she was doing. I mean, etc. had a really good showing, but it wasn't, it just didn't have the charisma that Maxie needed to that lip sync. 
um, with that microphone. And then I love at the end when Rue goes, Sean, Maxi Shield, Sean, can you stay? She puts the microphone up to her mouth and says, thank you. Yeah, the microphone's so not connected no, to it's anything. No, it's not. It's, it's it is just a prop. prop. It's just a prop. It's so funny. Okay, um, so it's not going to say goodbye to et cetera, et cetera. Um, I will miss her shade. All of her shade. Yeah, and she was funny. I, I, I was really starting to like her. Um, she was giving me very Ahura vibes. Yeah, but of the two, like, as we were sitting there, I was like, please, Maxi, pull this out. I really like Maxi. Really like yeah. um, so she like, did so well in the last week's challenge, too. I know. And so I'm like, no, you can't go yet. Once more. Because I was not about to have another Anita Wiglet moment. I was on the flip tables. Um, but let's, okay, so let's talk but about that. Let's talk about the black face in the room. Yes, <laughs> let's talk about uh, them finally addressing Scarlet Adams' uh, problematic black face uh, photos that came up on uh, Instagram. So I wonder which producer <laughs> told or said, hey, who's done something they regret? And which producer said, you have to talk about this. You need to talk Generally. about this. We need to get this on film. <laughs> um, because I wonder, either that or is she... Like though I either that or the producers didn't tell her to say anything. And but they definitely told whoever asked the question, I think it was et cetera, um, whoever asked the question was definitely prompted to say, ask about any if anybody regrets anything, because like that'll be a great question starter. So probably like, all right. And it was not saying that because everybody like it was so she's like, so I've done blackface and literally every every queen in the room went Right. Yeah. It was dead silence, eyes wide open, staring. And I was like, yeah. work. Yeah. <laughs> and instead of let her happen, she was like, I don't it's understand why. No, absolutely. I was here for it. I was like, she was just like, I don't understand why anybody would ever use your platform to tear down an entire society that faces systemic racism. Like, I don't like, As a joke. Like, I don't understand. Why would you do that? Why would you make fun of an entire race of people? And we addressed it. And then not only that, Rue addresses it on the right way. And And what's great was that, I don't know if you noticed this, but there's very little, very, very few moments on the show where there's no background music. Yeah. Under silence. Yep. Under silence. No, the only thing you hear is Scarlett Adams, like, profusely apologizing and um, and, you know, yeah. and, and, and saying like how much she regrets her decisions and how much she's uh, you know trying to do her best to you know make make better choices moving forward and try to you know, do better as far as like you know. I hope I hope this platform. is a sincere moment because when she was announced on Drag Race, those pictures were still on her Instagram. Yep, like and people called her out on it, and if. And so for me, though, that's the moment where she knows it was wrong. And by this point, she's already had this conversation on the runway with Rue because she was announced. They do the casting announcement after they film. So that show has been done. She definitely had time to take those photos out. Yeah. But it was also something that, that she said, though, the way she said it, she was already being called out for it before she went to Drag Race. So this is when they were being called out for it like a year ago, mm-hmm. and they were still on her. Yeah, page. I was. I was just thinking about the timeline, like on how all this kind of went down between right before the, right the premiere, her, her, those photos kind of resurfacing, and then them talking about this during the filming. So I was like, 
Okay, so then they, it was clear that this was addressed even before, yeah. the, uh, you know, even the cast was uh, even announced. And so, like, yeah, it's pretty, pretty suspect that, like, even at this point, she's still, the, those photos, I haven't checked recently. Um, I started to look and I couldn't find anything, so I think they're gone now, but there's also been a lot of Drag Race content to, to bury it in her Instagram, but I didn't see anything. I did see she had an IG, uh, uh, an Instagram uh, board, so hard. Not, it wasn't an Instagram live, it was a real. It wasn't a real, it was like IGTV, that's the word I was looking for. So one of those longer, like, talking to a camera moment. And so she had one on there, but I didn't have time to watch it, so um, maybe we'll talk about it next week and I'll try to watch it to see what she says. I'm assuming it's just more apology of, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But it was addressed. Ruth said that there's probably a lot of people who are going to want me to cancel you right now, but I think that we're given a point to where we can look back on our past and make better decisions. Use this as a teachable moment, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I think that hopefully this is something that she has learned from and will grow from. And um, yeah, only, only time will tell to see if that actually happens. I mean, that's already even said, like, you need to do better. Well, not only just better, just like, you need to go, like, Volunteer places. You need yeah. to like do, you know, do things for the, you know, really make an effort and take action to correct your mistakes because just saying it is not going to get done. Yes, we have nine minutes left. Let's talk about all stars. Yes, because that's what we heard for fucking all stars six. Finally got a cast announcement out of the blue. Yeah, I came out of nowhere like nowhere. on like Wednesday. <laughs> and they were like, oh yeah, by the way, we did this like two hour live thing where we announced the entire cast. Literally was screaming, screaming at my computer. I was so excited. Um, we have an amazing cast list. I'm going to pull it up right now while we're talking about it. But I'm so excited for the trans representation for... Um, Kaisen Glow. And, and Jiggly. Jiggly. Um, there's so many queens that are coming back that this is... And I said this to you before. This is one of the first times that like every queen, I'm excited to see what they're going to bring to the show since a lot of some of which we haven't seen for a very long time. We haven't seen like a Pandora forever. Okay, I have I have the, the whole list. Okay, so we'll go person by person and hopefully not run out of head before we get to the end. But if we do, we'll, well, we'll keep the gushing to a minimal. Okay, I'm curious to see for season eleven. Yeah, body. Body. She she was what top three. She, she was, was uh, yeah top four. Top four. She was top four because she it was a. Uh, Oh, she got outdanced by Evie Oppen. Was it Evie? It was Evie because it was Silky and Brooklyn. It was Silky and Brooklyn. Because that was a choice. <laughs> but okay. So yeah, so top four season 11. She's fucking fierce. She looks Beautiful, great. giant ass, and twerking to the gods. <laughs> and she's like, I think that she's able to elevate a little bit more and she's going to be able to really show off her personality more because we didn't get enough of her personality until later on in the season yeah and, started letting go. yeah and so i'm excited she, to see more she was wailing crying while she was twerking in that top it was the best thing i've ever seen in my entire life it's still one of my favorite challenges <laughs> like what is this oh my god this that was like hers and then brooklyn's were my two favorites like oh, yeah, she's so the last seven vegan. yeah <laughs> Okay, so next we have Eureka. She's not Eureka O'Hare anymore. She's Eureka Exclamation Point. Exclamation Point. From season nine for like a few episodes before she 
Like, I think she like broke her knee or something. And she tore, I think she tore like her ACL. Something like that. Um, and then, uh, and then the finalist on season one. And I, this is controversial yet right? of the bigger queens of RuPaul's Dragons, Dragons fandom. I find that I think Eureka is my favorite. And I know that's a little bit of shade to Latrice and Paul Bailon. I love me Latrice. Like Latrice starring All Stars when she had that evil dude look. I live. <laughs> and I'm the first to grab my biscuit and sop it up. I love, love Latrice. But for me, I think what edges out Eureka over Latrice is that where Latrice is a little bit more traditional pageantry, which I love. I love a good pageant girl. Eureka's fashion, I feel like, is a little bit more fashion and a little bit more. Just a little She's bit more. A little, school. a little more new school. Um, no, I love Eureka. I'm excited to see more of Eureka and I'm hoping she doesn't get that shady edit. Um, speaking of shady edits, Ginger Minch! All Stars or Season 7 All Stars 2. She's the first non All Stars 1 All Stars contestant to be mm-hmm. back. And I love Nika Minch. Yeah, I love Ginger Minch. I love Ginger Minch. I just, I just, voice. I just can't wait to hear her sing some more. I love her singing. I love her acting. I think that she has all of the challenges locked down. She even said in her promo, she's like, and now I have better, and now I have better clothes. And then she walks in with a fucking frog costume. And, but I'm here for it. But I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I want to see where Ginger Minch, um, just like I'm ready for, she's back, 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 back again. Chance of season 12. Experience the chance of Experience the chance of After a great showing from her sister, Rose. We are hoping to see, um, I want to see another face crack of the century. And I want to see. Or maybe she actually gets. Or maybe she actually wins the singing competition. The singing competition. Like, wouldn't that be a. Uh, that would be, a, a, that'd be another great face crack, especially because there are, like, singers on this season. I would love to see her win, though, because I think she has a better, not a better, but, like, a more defined vocal range than a ginger bench. Because she can mm-hmm. hit those pop notes higher. I think like, Jan is more pop when ginger is more rock. Um, so I'm she's excited. more, yeah. Yeah, she's more like character singer rather than like yeah. a pop star like the Jim. Yep. Hey, may I call you Jiggly? Wow. Jiggly Caliente season four. I'm so excited. She looks so good. I mean, she's she's so, pretty. so pretty. So pretty since she's transitioned. She's got her, she's got those all stars teeth. She's got them all stars teeth. She's uh, she even says she's like I'm down fifty pounds. And she looks, and she looks so good. Her makeup is. On point. On point. Like, it is. On point. Like, you, it, I can't words with the words. Uh, I'm so excited. Um, I'm really excited about the next one. Pandora Fox, season two and all stars one. She will be our matron of the season. She's our matron of the season. I'm so excited to see her snatch game. Um, because her season two snatch game was amazing as Pearl Channing. Mm-hmm. I want to see more. I love Pandora. She looks so, her makeup was also like otherworldly. Like, yeah, yeah. ten times better than she was on um, her original season. Her entrance look. Oh, I think so it's good. I think it's my favorite of this. Of yeah, the, the entrance, entrance looks. looks. It was so good. So beautiful. It was like this blue, glittery, like all Hollywood. Look, and she's got like the perfect finger waves, and like her makeup was on point. Like, it I'm so, so beautiful. And she doesn't have a fucking Santino Rice. Did she fucking like tear apart her, her apart. Like, every look that like was too campy? 
or I'll be the young first who like <laughs> destroys who just stuff destroys, yeah, just destroys all around. I'm excited. I'm excited to see Pandora without having anybody tear her down. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, fingers crossed. No, fingers crossed. No, there should be like a person and a Ross Matthews will bring her up where she belongs. I think. Yes. All right. Oh. Season eleven, Raja O'Hara. I'm excited to see Raja not be a villain. I hope. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how she behaves. <laughs> I know such a personality, and we're running out of time, so I'm going to push it forward. Scarlet Envy, season 11. That bitch is pretty. I forget how pretty she is. She's so pretty. So fucking pretty. Um, and the feelings mutual. And the feelings mutual by her merch is available now. <laughs> Which means he's either capitalizing on the moment, or she, that bitch is going to be beautiful pretty soon. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> I'm going with that one. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I might be true wrong, but I'm going with that one. And then um, Serena Cha Cha season five, the one bitch everybody hated that season for yeah. no real reason. Well, she's because she was just so young. She was a baby. She was a baby, and she has grown so much, not just literally, but like uh, as a person and, and uh, her drag aesthetic is so much more elevated. I'm excited to see what, what she pulls out, but I'm least excited about her right now because her the case was kind of boring. Like, there wasn't a whole lot there. But I'm I'm excited to see her prove me wrong, hopefully. Yeah. Or we may be coming right back and then like, so I was right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All of season five was right. <laughs> she's a whole she's a whole person. Okay, my favorite or uh not my okay, my favorite entrance, Silky Nutmeg Ganache, the bitch pulled out a glass of milk from her bed. Yep. And fucking drink it. And, and drink it. And with a cookie. With a cookie. She took a cookie on one tip and a glass of milk on the other tip. It was like much, 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 much. This is me elevating it. Also, that blue dress. I love the dress. Was everything. Beautiful. Everything. Beautiful. Everything. Absolutely I stunning. And she, I'm, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping she does not use Sharpies for her eyebrows. Uh, it it, 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 it looks better. so much better. Um, Kylie Sonique Love Season 2. Oh God, I'm so ready to be such confused by this woman. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm sexually confused by Katia, and um, JJ will now be sexually confused by Kylie Sonique Love. Oh, she's she's just, so pretty. And you know the first time she's going to strip on stage. Absolutely. She's going to be on. So ready. So ready. Um, and then we got the TKB from Season 6. Trinity K. Bellman. Oh my God, yes. The original Lipstick Assassin. God, I'm so excited. And she's got the confidence now. And that's how you get to know. And that's how you get to know. Well, fuckers. Well, no, 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 not repeat. Don't worry. <laughs> no, no, wait. Seven. Yeah, that's all we have. Um, you'll have to Google who the lost person is if you don't already know. Um, and on that note, we're going to take a break. Goodbye. Alright, we are back, 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 back again. Hi, Jan. <laughs> I'm living my fantasy. You are fantastic. Um, as we all should be. We should all be living for fantasy. Um, but hey, let's talk about Invincible. Yeah, we're getting so close to the finale, and I'm so excited. My restraint is getting harder and harder. Uh, because I'm literally going to go home and watch. Episode seven. Episode. Like as soon as you think I'm gonna go home and watch this, <laughs> and I'm going to be like, it's gonna take all of my willpower. Spoiler alert! I have done. <laughs> <laughs> to not watch the next episode before we record. But it's it's, it's
I'm not here next week. Oh my god, we have to wait another week? We have to wait two weeks. Ah! <laughs> You're killing me, Smalls! Oh, but that means... Oh, you know what that means, though? Because Loki starts on the 10th, or uh, on the night. What we're gonna do is we'll watch both episodes because I'll be gone. So we can watch both episodes okay. tonight. Okay, awesome. And then we'll record it and then it'll air before Loki starts. Awesome. You're welcome. I just put it on over misery. Vacation to the rescue. Also, spoiler alert, I won't be here next week. So um, you won't be hearing my dulcet tones. You will be listening to JJ talk to Jonathan. And that's gonna be exciting. Because we'll talk about everything I don't want to. <laughs> and um, it'll be great because I'll actually listen to this entire episode because it'll have to listen to this episode. Like, oh, <laughs> so let's talk about Invincible. I'm more excited about this now that I know I can watch both episodes today. <laughs> yeah, it's hysterical. Oh my god, our notes are going to be so long next time. I know, it's going to be like pages. Um, but like, the so we get, we're, we're, the whole crux of this episode is Mark and Amber and his friend, I think it was William? Well. No. Yeah. Uh, and they go to, like, a college campus to, uh, because, like, Mark has just, like, been pummeled to fucking death. He, he He's wants, like, now I want a future. He's like, I want to live a long life and not just be a superhero. I want to be able to have, like, a human life also, because I'm a human, too. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I'm thinking about going to, to college. So like, oh, we're gonna. So they, all three of them, head up to uh, one of the. I forget what fucking college it is. It's but, like some like generic like West Side college yeah, or like, like West. <laughs> it's like what? It's like it, it, it looks like a uh, like you know those the Ivy League brick and yeah old brick building college whatever. Oh, um, okay. So the cold open for this episode though was everything because it's like introducing us to this college and you have like this drunk guy who's like coming out of a bush and at first I thought this was going to be like one of those like Brock Turner moments and I was really scared like, oh, no. was and it turns out he was just a drunk guy and he like scares off these third sorority girls and then but I love because he's like Oh, my dad has all this money, and you know, he's the. Yes, uh, oh my god, typical privileged white. Boy. <laughs> and he's like, and he's funded all of this, and he looks over, and it's like, just like some like random building. He's like, that's not right. And then he turns around the other way and goes, that one. the campus. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's so it's so dumb, and it's, it was great. And then he gets kidnapped, and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and not just kidnapped, you like. Gets fucking experimented on and like gets what, like, like robot stuff. Robot like he wakes up and there's like body parts with like cybernetic enhancements like hanging from the ceiling. He's like, oh fuck, this is what's happening to me. So we're we will find out later. We will find out later. So um, Mark and Amber and William go off to college to go to a college because William's got a booth in there. Oh yeah, he's got a, a, a boyfriend that attends the college that they... Uh, yeah, they're not technically, like, together together, but we find out later that they definitely slept together. Oh yeah. And, yeah, it's... Because, and it's great because Mark's like, I want to go with you, and I want to bring Amber, and Will's like, oh... Oh, I guess I'm not fucking up. <laughs> okay, I guess I won't be doing what I want this this, this weekend. Cool. Yeah, I That's fun. Um, I love them when, so, like, the one boyfriend's name's Rick, 
and he comes up and is like, hey, I'm going to, you know, it's nice to meet you. So he takes their bags and, like, heads out and, like, leads into his dorm. And the camera zooms in on his cartoon ass. <laughs> and then William just goes, it's going to be a great weekend. <laughs> and I'm like, that's so fucking stupid. It's so stupid. So <laughs> but if it was me and you, oh, yeah. it would have been exactly that. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Okay. Like, oh, this is good. <laughs> this weekend is really cool. It's going to be a great weekend. Great. Um, so they're off doing college things, and... In the meantime, Deborah is uh, hardcore, like, uh, not trusting Nolan slash Omni-Man, because uh, she finds his bloody costume. Yep, she, she, she knows the things, and so she goes to go... Uh, meet up with the guy who makes the superhero costumes. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Mark Hamill. Yeah, it's fucking, I just read that too. I, read, I was like, what the shit? Yeah, it's no, it's like Mark Hamill the whole time? It's been Mark Hamill the whole time. Um, and, oh, and I also found out that Rick is John McGroff. Yep. And William is fucking Andrew Reynolds. Yep. You're like, holy shit. Oh, and the bad guy was somebody, and I've already forgotten who it was. That's why. Ezra Miller. That's Ezra Miller. That's right. Yeah. And then I figured that one out right away while I was listening to it. I was like, is that Ezra Miller? Yeah. And then, like, I was watching it on my computer, so you, like, move your mouse and it tells you who the cast is. You're like, this fucking Ezra Miller. <laughs> it's a great cast. I love the people that they're able to get for this. Yeah, that's, that's one of the things I love about this show is that, like, the acting, the, the voice acting, and the people that they're getting in is top notch. Top notch. Top notch. But Deborah goes and talks to Mark Campbell. And Mark Hamill tells her that yeah, it's like this is like this is the the way that like all of this blood splatter is and stuff. This is so and so's blood. This is so and so's blood. And they're like fuck, fuck. She's like, well, maybe they attacked him first for some reason because the oldest blood is right here, and that means that. The one that attacked first, and she's like, oh, "Well, fuck." Yeah. And so we we jump back over to college, and they're you know they're 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 sit they're up they sit on a college lecture, and they they meet Ezra Miller, and he's a dick. And, oh yeah, and it's it's pretty clear like from the get go, like, oh, this is this is the bad guy. This is the guy experimenting. This, this is the villain of the week. Yeah, this is the the villain of the week. He's experimenting on people with uh, robots. So. Which I will say, this is the first time we've had like a real villain of the week kind of feel for like the main villain of like the thing like it's like everything's always felt like it's like tied into something larger or had like more like real world like feels to like the rest of their, their yeah, lives and this is like that it wrapped up and you're like oh that was it yeah and it didn't have any like large implications on like a, uh, some sort of like future <laughs> conflict that's uh, I was gonna say okay. maybe maybe with the robot tech at the end because they're like we got this and I was like oh are they gonna is the government gonna do bullshit with that Maybe? I we'll mean, get there when we get there. Yeah, well, I don't, maybe, it, it may not even get addressed this, yeah. in this season. I mean, we only have two more episodes. Two more episodes, so we'll There's a lot more. There's a lot of bullshit that needs to happen. Yeah. Um, so they're there, they're doing things, and then um, they get attacked by the robot guy. The robot guy escapes. That escapes, and it was the robot guy from the beginning, from the beginning of, of, the, the, of the episode. Beginning of the episode mm-hmm. who's kind of a douchebag, but still shouldn't oh, be a robot thing. Probably shouldn't have been. So he starts, he starts like attacking and doing things and so Mark, you know, runs for help and Amber gets pissed because he left, but in comes in he comes in as invincible and sort of beat the shit out of things and um he goes in to save Will 
And as he's beating him, yeah. Will's like down there, and he sees him from like the underneath. Like the shot was great of like the mm-hmm. camera, the like the perspective shot for the angle. And he's like looking up at him. He's like, Mark. He's like, I can't. I don't can talk right now. <laughs> and I'm what is he? I'm a little busy. Please save your fucking life. <laughs> um, but I love that we finally have like somebody else knows who he is, mm-hmm. which is nice. And it's like, like he's his friend, and he cares about him. For and, sure. And I'm like, is he going to be the man in the chair? <laughs> his man in chair. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna <laughs> we shall see. But he um, and then he basically tells him like you can't tell. Yeah, can't tell anybody. Like, can't tell anybody. It's the secret, 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 secret. Yeah. Um, and so um, Amber is pissed off at Mark. Was like, how dare you leave me behind? Like mm-hmm. you left us behind to save yourself. You're a wuss, and I I can't be with you right now. And she's not. Wrong. Wrong, technically. Like, you did abandon them. I mean, you did end up coming and saving them. <laughs> and he, he, I mean, it wasn't even, like, Mark left. Invincible came back, but she is not aware that the two are the same. And if, and it's a big deal to be able to be like, this is my secret identity. Because they're, they're freaking teenagers. They can break up tomorrow for yeah. some other bullshit reason. Like, it's not one of those, I can tell you what's going on because this is, you know, this will solve all my problems. She could leave because she knows. Um, like, this is not what it, like, it's not something to take lightly. And I appreciate that every time he has kind of, it crossed his line. He's been like, no, 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 I can't do this. This is not it. And it's not even one of those, this keeps you safe. This keeps everybody safe. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, it's important. I mean, that's kind of what, it's that, it's that classic struggle of super, how do I keep my superhero persona and have a relationship with that person? Keep that from them. Like yeah. ha- having a, the the whole point of having a relationship is that you you're open and honest. You're open and honest, and you can't be open and honest with this one particular thing, and that's going to great over time yeah. on on the relationship, and it's coming to a head here. It's coming to a head here, and it's also been a theme of this this storyline underlying with uh, Deborah and Nolan. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. The the whole the breakdown of their relationship. The, there's a lot of like relationship things happening here between and uh, even between like. Omnian and Edna Mode, later we get yeah. this really uh, interesting scene where they're having beers together. Yeah. Even though Nolan knows that he knows that he kills. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very te- like, kind of fraught uh, scene. Uh, and then Mark's relationship with his dad. Uh, fucking the, even the relationship between Will and Rick in this episode gets like fucking torn. Uh, to shreds. Yeah, I mean, it's all over the place. It's, like, so it's all about, like, the, this episode is about, like, how relationships function in the superhero world and, like, the consequences of that. And that's really cool to see, like, all the different types of... Because then we get to see... I think uh, pretty quickly we'll see Adam Eve, like, and her relationship with her parents and like, what ends up... What she ends up doing... Uh, mm-hmm. uh, she... I mean, she ends up, like... Basically, like oh yeah, she leaves home. Leaves home and like starts a new life. And living so, like, in a treehouse. In a treehouse <laughs> that she like built from her mind. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, I mean, she's definitely like doing her own thing and living her own life, and that's and she's doing good. I I remember like looking at like a review or like a like reaction to this episode. They're like, I hope this isn't her origin story of how she becomes like a super villain. Oh, that's interesting. I was like, that's an interesting thing. I don't get that, but I I haven't cut it past the past the show. Um, but, um, Rick gets captured at some point, 
Um, Amber goes to a party. Mark goes after Amber because he's like, William, deal with your own bullshit. Okay, it's probably fine. I gotta deal with my problems. And then William ends up calling uh, Mark and is like, no, this is sketchy. This is bad. He's like, no, it's fine. But all of a sudden he sees like a robot behind him. He's like, well, fuck. And well, and he's like sitting there at the party, seeing Amber talk to some guy who you find out this guy already has a girlfriend, and mm-hmm. was just literally just like, "Hey, you should come to this party." <laughs> he's just being a nice dude, inviting yeah. this like person to a party that he's having. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh man," but Amber, like, he has that moment of hesitation, but he does the right thing by going to go help his his best friend. Um, which is what he should do. Yes. <laughs> and so he goes off to go help uh, William and. Um, all the while, uh, Omni Man is having a beer with Mark Campbell. Um, I see in your notes this is where you discovered that that is, in fact, Mark Campbell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh my god, it's Mark Campbell. <laughs> um, and yeah, because there's they're, they end up they're sitting up on like the roof of the oh, shop, shop, yeah. Uh, they're having beer and they're talking, and you're like, this is sex. Because he's talking about, like, we've had a really long relationship. Look at all the stuff that we used to do. Remember this? Those were good times, right? Those were good times, weren't they? Aren't we pals? I'm sir. really <laughs> hoping he didn't kill Mark Campbell. I literally, like, as, it, yeah. like, as we got to the end of the episode, I was like, I hope Mark Campbell's still alive. Still alive. I hope Mark Campbell's still alive. Look, I hope he's still alive. But, we got um, two episodes to find out. We got two episodes to find out. But, um... Mark is off to go try to save the uh, save um, William and Rick, um, but Rick's already a robot thing, sort yeah. of, and William is like about to be one, and then you Mark might. comes in to save the day, but not really because he doesn't do very well. It's like a lot of happenstance happens. Yeah, it's just like he just gets over. He ends up getting overwhelmed by like robots. Like the Rick robot holds. Down, yeah. and, and while the other other like, robot men kind of pummel him, and all the while, like uh, I guess the, the evil guy's name is D. A. Sinclair, which I think is such a like a really douchey bag sounding name. Yeah, um, he's like trying to turn uh, William into a robot at the same time, but William, William's trying to like get to Rick. He's like, Rick, you know me. And then like pulls like something like a battery out of his brain. Yeah, the little thing that's controlling his brain. And so like all of a sudden he's like, now I'm normal. I guess I'm sort of. Yeah, I'm not under the control of this guy anymore. So like he helps them they they turn off all the other robots. And, and so, like, the evil guy, D.A. Sinclair, is like, you guys are stupid, I'm trying to help the humanity, and this is going to be the future, and Rex tries to run away, but then William's like, no, fuck you, dude, I'm going to tackle you and beat the fucking shit out of you. <laughs> yeah, he was, uh, he was not here for that party, no. he just started, no. like, beat down, um, obviously it wasn't that great because he, like, gets up again, yeah, and, so, then, and then Mark hits him, and his jaw, like, oh. inches. Oh, it's the kind of gross. It is, it is, like, the stuff of my ear fuel. He just, like, backhands him, and his, like, whole jaw becomes, like, completely unhinged. Um, um, it was pretty great. And then um, Cecil and the government come. Yep, they come and kind of clean things up, and uh, they're like, oh, we'll do the best to save Rick or whatever. And, you know, now, I guess, the government has all this, like, robot technology, and who, and who the fuck they're going to do with that. Yep, and then... Um, I love that Mark and William get to have this really nice moment in like 
the the dorm room afterwards because like William is clear being was upset with Mark but was like just went through such trauma and has nobody else to really lean onto and they just have this really beautiful moment of like just like he just breaks down and they hug and they're like we're gonna be all right we're gonna deal with this but we're gonna be all right um but it was crazy and uh Mark or uh, Amber is like asleep asleep in the other room but she's like contemplating things and because she feels hurt and betrayed by Mark. Yeah. And, 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 and she's not. I mean, from and, her perspective, it's, so. it's very, she's, her feelings are very warranted. Yeah, no, it's and very she, valid feelings, but she's feeling hurt and betrayed, and Mark is not in a position to be able to tell her what happened unless she gets some of the information filtered down, like a, a, like a filtered version from William. Oh, yeah about what happened, but we don't really know what the status of their relationship is at this point. And then uh, Deborah finally just tells Nolan, she's like, I know you killed them. I know you killed them. Why the fuck did you do that? They were your friends. They were our friends. Yeah. And, she, and uh, yeah, and he's basically just pulling the, you don't understand kind of thing. And she says, fuck you. Fuck you and throws the bottle of wine at him. So good. And then he like punches a hole in the side of like their house, and mm-hmm. then sits and just sitting there brooding. And oh, then yeah. we um, we cut to um, a couple of teenagers digging digging up some uh, the the graves of the uh, the guardians. The guardians, specifically uh, the immortal. Yeah. The, um, I mean, he was the guy who got his head. He was. Yeah, yes. So they're digging through because they're like, if we if we drink from his skull, we'll be we'll get powers too. Yeah. And so they're digging through. You find out that one of the teens is the teen from the beginning of the show, and his his stepdad. His stepdad is works at the White House because yeah. he says like, dude, my dad, my stepdad can lose his job at the White House for this if we get caught. And I was like, hey, that's the shithead kid that the guy was talking about. And he was like, ah! <laughs> and so, yeah, I, know, I, I appreciate that we see this. Yay! Um, and, um, but then the Mahler twins show up, and you're like, well, okay. It's like, oh, this can't be good now. And the episode's over. And then we're like, uh, but Mahler, please. Mahler, please. <laughs> Mahler, please. So in two weeks, we will, um, we'll talk about the final two episodes. Um, because our episodes drop on Monday, so we are aware that Loki will have dropped that morning. But we're not going to talk about it because we record on Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> so um, there's that. Um, but we will we will have the the final two episodes of Invincible for us to work, plow through. I mean, lovingly plow through. This is gonna, it's going to be a sad moment for this when we get to that. We're gonna be sad because we're gonna want more. I'm gonna be sad, but also happy because that means we get Loki. And then we get to start Loki. And then we get to start Loki, <laughs> which means we're that much closer to Black Widow. So excited! Such excited! Um, hey, JJ, did you uh, watch the Queen's Gambit? I did. I did. I did. I watched episode two this week. This is the uh, this is where we finally get uh, um, older Beth. Yes. Gets introduced. We first we we first find out that like oh young because she like overdosed on one of those tranquilizers uh, is uh, being punished by not being able to play chess or whatever with yeah. the janitor. Um, 
even though she's like still able to play in her mind on the ceiling. Yes. So it's like not that big of a consequence, but uh, but now she's you know she's now apparently thirteen, but from um, sure. <laughs> No, the, the headmaster is literally like there, there, she's no, I'm saying sure because the actress is definitely not 13. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, like, sure, we'll go with 13. Yeah, this full-grown woman, I guess, is a 13-year-old. That's um, fine. And she gets adopted. She gets adopted. And it's clear that the mother is more into it than the father. <laughs> right from the get-go. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but it's, it's really cute because... Um, it's during while she's like packing up her things and goes, she's like, I can't find my book. Where's my book go? And I'm like, oh, Jolene was like, she, she, I, I think the implication and the, what I'm reading it as is like, oh, Jolene was like, sad that she's, sad she's busy. So she's like, I'm going to take this book. Yeah. Um, I don't know, either as a keepsake or uh, just to be like, oh, yeah, this is my way of like, lashing out. Lashing out. Like, because yeah. it's clear that Jolene is not going to be. Adopted anytime no, because Jolene was even older than Beth. Jolene's definitely older than Beth, and even in, in the first episode, Jolene was like, "You're uh, you're, you're either too old or too black." Yeah, and she, is, and she is both, both of those things. Yeah. Uh, so it's clear that she's going to be there for indefinitely. Yeah. Um, and uh, but we finally get to see Beth leave and go to, and she gets to like this really nice like suburban neighborhood. It's very like fifties cookie cutter. Yep, it's very that. It's very you know, um, you know, dad goes to work during the day, mom has dinner ready at night. Yeah, and very yeah. very yeah. very Meet the Beavers. <laughs> but not. <laughs> but not really, because we quickly learned that like, oh, something's going on between mom and dad. Mom and dad, like things are not good. Yeah, the dad goes on business trips. Business trips. Yeah. Um, and like just leaves them for like weeks. Weeks at a time. Weeks at a time. Um, um, at some point, I think you start to kind of realize that she kind of has like an allowance. The mom does of like what she can spend, which right, is also she, very that uh, of the times. Very, exactly. That's very sign of the times. Uh, that she because she she gripes later in the episode that like oh we're not gonna have enough money. Until um, Mr. Wheatley comes home from his business trip, because it's clear that she's only been given so much money to to budget over the while he's not there. Um, but yeah, it's clear that like from the get go, there's like issues in the household. Um, <clears throat> um, I love your note. The mom seems sad. It's probably because her husband's kind of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not very. He's, he's not. not very, he's not a pleasant man. He's not a pleasant man. He's he's very like. It's like constantly very detached. Mm-hmm. Very like he he. I think he's they're outside and he's like. Uh, she's trying to plead to him to like keep the car while he's on his trip. He's like, no, I don't want. You're you're an awful driver. I'm gonna take the car, or some you know some shit like that, and he's just like oh, just kind of mean and rude. Yeah, no, so he's, he's a dick. He's kind of a dick. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the mom actually is a wonderful piano player. I know I, I saw that also that you're like she's playing the piano. That would have been the end of my note. You're like nope. I'm gonna tell you exactly what she's playing. Because she's playing the Una Satie's Nasia number one, and the first time you see her at the at the piano at the beginning, where. I think it's her that's uh, first day at school. Yeah. Uh, mom's, uh, you know, sitting playing this really sad song at yeah. the piano. You're like, ooh. You're like, but you're really good. 
because you would know. And uh, so she she explains that like yeah, I wanted to be performer once, but got married and got pregnant and. Uh, clearly, there's not a baby or not a kid around, yeah. so it must, be the, it must have been a failed pregnancy or something happened, and maybe that's why the dad's a dick. Like, he blames her for a, that failed pregnancy, and that's like causing a rift between them. Like, yeah, there's never a really explanation. They never really tell you. You're just like, oh, this man sucks. Yeah. Uh, but Beth goes to school, and school sucks. Yeah, she, all, all the, you know, it's the shitty, like, all the kids, like, poke at her and fun at her because she's, like, not wearing the coolest clothes or, yeah. like, all this bullshit. And, like, because they shop at, like, the discount store because they only have so much money to so spend on her. Um, because the dad's hoarding the rest of the money because mm-hmm. he's a jerk. Because he's an ass. Um, and they even, you know, like, make fun of her because she, she got a question right in math class. And they're like, oh, my God, second nerd. I'm like, oh, my God. Yes, yeah, that's the, it's that trope. Uh, it's that trope. Yeah, it's that, all that kind of thing. But she uh, hears that... Um, uh, oh no, she's she's uh, she like is at lunch sitting alone and she's like, I I need to find a chess. Some I need to find somewhere I can play chess. And so she mm-hmm. finds this random like, hey, there's chess bugs here or whatever. And she's like, oh, I don't know. My girl still play chess. Girls don't play chess. You can be a cheerleader though. <laughs> and she's like, oh god. And she's fully <laughs> over it. Know. She plays chess in her mind at home because. They can't afford to buy her a chess set. Yeah, and like even there's a moment where like the dad even says like, does she have to fucking change like her clothes? And the the mom's like, no, we probably should get you some clothes. So they they go to like the discount section, yeah. and while she's there, they're like, oh, look at the chess sets. I bet chess. And the mom's like, oh, mm. save your money. I'll give you an allowance. Yeah, I'll give you an allowance, and then you can save your money to buy one because I don't want to buy one. <laughs> because like it was a it, it wasn't super expensive but it was enough expensive to be like in this more than like, I, can't, I can't do this right now I yeah. can't this um, oh I do love the very 1950s trope of go buy me cigarettes here's a note mm-hmm. and it's very much a thing that you could do yeah because I mean he was like alright here's your cigarettes here's your cigarettes um, and I love the fact that like she finds a chess Magazine. magazine in the shop while he's like filling yeah. script or uh, or she's just like walking around yeah. and looking and the guy's like you need to fucking buy it if you're gonna read it and then she's like and so he's like oh I don't fucking care yeah. um, but so she gets the cigarettes she comes she goes out and she's like you know what I'm gonna get that fucking magazine so she buys a newspaper for like pennies yeah. or whatever uses she like Walks up to the magazine rack while the guy is distracted and mops that fucking magazine, puts it in the newspaper, yeah. and walks out. I'm like, Beth, there's moments where you're like, Beth is kind of like this very timid character. And then you get moments like this where you're like, oh, she's got an edge. It's not orphanage edge. It's not orphanage it's edge. It's like, that's, that's Jolene right there. <laughs> yep, that's like, a little bit of Jolene. Yep, right there. It's like, we might not see her, but we feel her presence <laughs> in moments like this. <laughs> Uh, and I think that's really cool because it gives that it gives the character of that a little, a little more dimensions of like oh she's because she could easily play like oh I'm a poor orphan child yeah and I got shitty parents but I also like I steal shit and I'm kind of a drug addict. <laughs> oh yeah, and then um, while reading that magazine, Beth finds out that there is a chess tournament. And she's like, yes, I want to enter, it's but fun. I have but there's an entrance fee and I has no money. It's five dollars. Five dollar entrance fee, and she's like. 
She needs them. She, she needs a mom. She needs a mom. She needs, she needs her, her, her new mom to be a real mom. And not just like, oh, give me more pills. And there's also like, I think in the next scene, actually, she she's at the piano game and she's playing Setsuki's Jigo Kiki number one, by the way. Um, Thanks for that. And uh, there are like empty beer cans on, on the uh on top of the piano, so like she's clearly also like got her. But she's good. She's got her demons. She's got her demons. Um, and so like fucking peas in a pod, these two. <laughs> um, but she's like, mom, uh, I need help with tampon things, and so she's like, yeah, we'll just go grab some. Go, go to the bathroom, do it. Yeah, grab what you need to. And she's like, okay, I'm also right. gonna take. I'm gonna oh, take, take your pills too. Yeah, take some medicine. I'm gonna take my own medicine things. Um, and then dad has abandoned their family. That's why. That's why mom's going on a venture. <laughs> yeah. So she's she's kind of, and it's. I think they're. He's like left her. I think that's pretty. It's yeah, yeah. He's like he's they've, he's abandoned them. Yeah. He's like not. I'm gonna be gone. I'm not returning. Yep, and then uh, we find out though that during that time period, because she would be a now single mom, that the orphanage would be in the rights to take them back. Mm-hmm. And, so, and, and her mom goes, "Don't lie." What they don't know can hurt them. <laughs> so they're gonna, they're gonna. She's gonna lie. She's gonna learn how to be a good mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so mom finally shows her how to use, you know, sanitation napkins. And uh, we get to see the last day of the tournament. Julie uh, <laughs> Dursley is fucking late because like, I wanted extra coffee. It's really because they were fucking. Do this match with this girl. Yeah. He's like, ugh, I have to do this, this goddamn thing. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> I, like, I love that you're like, they begin playing. This is less hot. <laughs> oh, because was, like when she was playing cute chess yeah. man, she was like, ooh. Every time she's like, ooh, what? Like, yeah. And they're all, and there's this, there was sexual tension yeah. clearly between them. Yeah. It is less, less hot <laughs> with Dudley <laughs> Dursley. There, there is no sexual tension. No sexual tension here. Um, and this is the first time we get to see Beth struggle a little bit. Yeah. Like, this is the first time, like, she's, I mean, she's been playing good players, I don't yeah. know, my, my assumption is, uh, but this is, like, a top state champion. Yeah, this is the best player she's played. This is the so best players that she's played up to this point, and it's not going the way she's playing. So she, I, I think at one point, she just, like, gets up and leaves and goes to the bathroom, and she's like, God, I, can't, I need to... Fuck myself. I, mean, I can fucking do this. He's a piece of shit. I'm gonna fucking murder him. She's like pep talking to herself. Yeah. And then, and, then, and, then, and then takes some uh, tranquilizer pills. She for takes some happy pills for clarity. Clarity, <laughs> I suppose. Um, and then, so it's, it's um, her clarity, and she goes back, and then she beats the shit out of him. And yeah, to the point where he, she's like, "We can just end this now. We don't have to play anymore." He, and he's like, "No, I'm gonna fucking do it. I'm gonna do this." And she's like, "Okay." <laughs> yeah. He, and, and instead of just. Being like, okay, you win. Um, he he fights it out, but still loses. And still loses. And um, so she wins. Yeah. Uh, I think what a hundred dollars is the was Some, that, something like that. Well, something so like she that. wins the money, and then uh, mom realizes that she she doesn't have to get a job. She just has to be her kid's manager. Absolutely, this is the original momager. <laughs> momager <laughs> comes comes into play here because she's like, I've been looking through this chess magazine that you brought home and there's a chess tournament in Cincinnati where the first prize is $500 and I've calculated <laughs> if I if we stay at this hotel at this rate for this many nights <laughs> like fully going through the whole scenario of how they can make, the, they can make the most money out of this and she's like but what about school she's like no you have mono <laughs> <laughs> your second time it's fine I'll take you out of school 
And then the episode ends. And um, are you excited to for the next one? Oh yeah, because I am looking toward looking forward to seeing uh, Momager mishap and the messiness of this class. Um, it's gonna be great. You have a lot to look forward to. And we're gonna take another break. Oh my god, I cannot with the housing market right now, Joanna. Have I not told you about Capital Realty Center? Oh, the premier realty group that supported and succeeded throughout the California landscape? Now I remember. If that's what you're looking for, call Kathy Johnson at 916-606-0687 to win that next bid. That's Kathy Johnson with Capital Realty Center at 916-606-0687. License number 02021378. Who's back? Back again. We're back. Tell a friend. Oh, please. Please, please tell a friend. Tell a friend. <laughs> hey, we got a whole bunch of cool shit coming up. Have you guys seen the trailer for the teaser trailer for Cobra Kai season four? I did. It's really short. It's very <laughs> short. I said last night during our delusion. I was like, I haven't watched this trailer yet. And you're like, it's like 20 seconds. And I was it's like, like 20 seconds of the... Uh, looking at the back of this person, but like it's the teaser is that we're gonna see uh, the evil dojo master from Silver, 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 Silver. Okay. okay, I'm not gonna lie, I really enjoyed the Cobra Kai series. I enjoyed the um, Karate Kid movies. I am not one of those. Super oh, I have, no, I have no, I, I cannot tell you the lore of this. I, I like as you see different characters pop up, you're like. Oh yeah, I remember this because you're giving me the flashback from the original. <laughs> Which is super it. helpful. Thank you, Cobra Kai. <laughs> but um, yeah, we got a season four trailer. I don't think we have a release date yet, but um, it's like sometime in like 2020 or 2022 or something like that, or possibly at the end, like even in the fall. I don't know. They just finished, I think, filming. At some point, we'll get it. We may either get it late this year or sometime next year. Yeah. Who knows? But it's coming. Yeah. We'll get. We'll, we'll know when we get a full trailer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we get more than just the back of that one dude's head. <laughs> For sure. Um, there's this uh, new show that kind of caught my eye only because um, the girl who plays I forget her name. It's Amber Smith, I think. Don't quote me on that. I don't know her actual name. But um, she played uh, um, uh, on Schitt's Creek, the sister. Oh yeah. Homegirl. Homegirl. Uh, she's in a new show on AMC called Eric Can Go Fuck Himself. Uh, with uh, all the fun italicized, like, to bleep out the 45. Uh, but it's this really, it's an interesting concept of a show because it's, it's, it blends both the very typical rom, uh, not rom-com, like sitcom scenario. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's like filmed in, this, in a very similar, like, style. Yeah. And it, it's about a woman, uh, she's like the typical housewife, very, you know, very, uh, um, uh, Honeymooners. Okay. Uh, the, the you know the the you know husband and he's kind of a he kind of doesn't really deserve the wife and the wife is kind of has uh, uh, is you know underappreciated all that kind of stuff but it's very you know, it's very stylized sitcom like filter and then it quickly changes to like a more gritty version because she like contemplates like killing him. I love that. 
and because he's like a complete asshole, yeah. he like completely degrades her and like is not is not a great person to her. And so it's this really cool because you you see like when it's sitcom mode, they even have like a laugh track. They make really corny jokes in the situ- whatever like situation they're in, and then there's a moment. It's very similar to like in WandaVision where you get those like weird moments, yeah. and like it, something like that happens, and then like the filter changes, and like it's a completely different like color format. It's more gritty. It's darker. Uh, it, it, it's got it's a really cool sort of concept, and that's what like I. I it, it, it's like a PG thirteen WandaVision without the magic. Without the magic, but like ups the like. Drama and yeah. uh, potential violence. I don't know how violence is in the movie. I'm least. here for it, but it airs in June. Airs June twentieth. Uh, you can on AMC. You can catch if you have AMC Plus. You get it a week earlier. I don't have any AMC I don't Plus. Know, I didn't know AMC Plus was a thing. I didn't either. <laughs> cool, more streaming services. Awesome, but that's wow. a thing. <laughs> um. Well, this one already came out. Yeah, this one's out, out. I'm excited. Uh, Rockets. I have the original cast for mm-hmm. all the babies. Um, Susie Carmichael has a bigger role. The animation is slightly nightmare fuel. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of yeah. I don't know it, 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 it's not the choice I would have made, but Phil and a little mom is a uh, lesbian. Out and proud. Out and proud, doing her life. So bringing the Rugrats to the 21st century. Available on Paramount Plus. Yeah, it's already started. They, the episodes dropped May twenty seventh. So when I when we made this list, it was definitely before May twenty seventh. But uh, but it's a thing. I haven't, we haven't watched yet. I plan on. So Shane and I watched like the first like twenty minutes or so before we had to go to work. Yeah. Um, it's pretty cute. Like it's it's very much like old school Rugrats. They eat mud. They have yeah. Pies. Um, the Chucky is still a fucking pussy. <laughs> Scared of everything. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, there, I think Phil and Will's mom owns like a coffee shop. Okay. At this in, in this reboot, um, I can't remember. I what guess she the grandpa's like not more of a hippie. He's like he's he like that. Is that instead of like instead of like an old like World War II veteran? Yeah, he's more like a hippie. He does like yoga in the yard. Good for him. He like tries to set. He like has a baby's like center the chi with him or something like that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we didn't get to the whole thing. Uh, we only saw like a little bit of it. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, well, I hope it does well. I'm just glad to hear like Tommy Pickles and little little voicing little up. voice and it's like, oh, my childhood. Um, speaking of uh, childhood, the Jungle Cruise movie will be out on June 30th. And has a little trailer. Yep, stars The Rock, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and Miss Emily Blunt. Yeah, Mary Poppins is in it. Mary Poppins, yeah. Um, I'm excited. Um, can we do a podcast on the Jungle Cruise? <laughs> I'm literally, I, I'm going to push this until, um, so really what we, what we need to happen, friends, is um, we need more people listening to us so we can make more money, get more sponsors, um, donate money to us, because I would like us to go on a company retreat to Disneyland where we record a podcast. Wouldn't that be fun? We'd love to listen to that. <laughs> you know it. You know you want it. It'll be great. It'll be a uh, recording nightmare because there'll be so many voices. <laughs> <laughs> so much extra extra sounds. So much extra things, but we'll make it happen. And this Jungle Cruise movie 
it's really very much like old school The Mummy vibes. Oh, it's very The Mummy. It's very, very, very um, like Mummy meets Indiana Jones. Yeah. Uh, starring The Rock. Yeah. And I'm kind of here for it. Yeah. I, I don't even mind that fun. there's some weird, like, convoluted uh, story that makes real no sense to the, the, the story at all. Yeah. Um, don't care. Um, we're going to see uh, animals, and we're going to see boats, and I want there to be bad puns, like on the Jungle Cruise, so please give me bad puns from... Dwayne Johnson, um, and I'm excited to watch it. The trailer looks fun. Yeah, and it drops on Disney Plus June 30th. Disney Plus and in theaters. And in theaters. Um, I'm sure this will be a Disney Plus premiere access. Like, so you'll probably have mm-hmm. to like drop your thirty dollars yeah. to watch it on Disney Plus. Or you can go to the movie theaters to watch it there if you're vaccinated and wear your mask. Or we Um. Uh, I'm not Shyamalan has a new movie out. I'm called Old. July 23rd. Okay, July 23rd. I'm excited to see if it's um, like good M. Night Shyamalan or like the happening M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, it's. <laughs> There's, there, there are ranges of M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, he's got quite the checkered past. Um, I really liked his most, one of his more recent films. Um, the visit from the trailer, we, we gather that it's this group of people. They they're uh, like vacationing on this beach, and they find that while they're on this beach, they age significantly quicker. Like the children all of a sudden turn into teenagers while they're there, and they're not there for that long. <laughs> so they're like trying to figure out, like, oh, what's going on? Why why are we happening? We find dead bodies and. I'm sure some crazy shit's going to be. And it will be some weird twist where, like, I don't know, it was the wind all along. <laughs> it was the plants the whole time. Oh, garbage. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know. Go see it in the theater, I guess. Um, okay, here's what we're on there for. The Respect trailer has dropped. It comes out August 13th. I saw the trailer while I was at the movie theaters watching Cruella. I got so excited because it's starring a one Jennifer Hudson as handpicked by Aretha Franklin before she passed. Um, so you know it's going to be good. Oh. And um, playing Aretha Franklin's mom is one Audra McDonald. Oh. Is, uh, and playing her father is one Forrest Whitaker. Um, playing, I think it's supposed to be her husband, is one of the Marlon Wayans. Mm-hmm. Um, the music sounds phenomenal because it's Jennifer Hudson singing who can do no wrong. Oh. We stand Jennifer Hudson too because they her and Kelly sang together and it was everything. Yeah. Everything. So August 13th we will be seeing this in theaters. JJ may feel a thing or two in his heart. Yeah there might be another crack in the old the old ticker there. Um, Lucifer was announced for a one more season. It's going to have one more final season. I'm excited. I like Lucifer. Um, I still have a long episode. (laughs) (laughs) I still haven't seen the second half of uh, season five, but uh, I'm going to watch that, and I'll be excited for it to all wrap up into a nice, tight, pretty little bow. This should be great. Tom Ellis is hot. Indeed. Indeed. And he plays the piano, and he sings. Indeed. And in every episode, he plays the piano and sings. Indeed. I'll probably never watch this then. 
They're probably not going to still forget. We finally have official confirmation of something we already knew. Oscar Isaac is going to play Moon Knight. Um, I don't know much about Moon Knight, but apparently he's got multiple personalities, and one of which is channels like the Egyptian Ra God. Something like that. Something like that. That's interesting. And then we haven't had like a split personality like superhero. Um, I know very little about this. Uh, sometime in 2022, we'll know more. Yeah. Um, but I like Oscar Isaac. I'm excited that he's going to be doing this. Um, like I said, probably one of those four step secrets of, uh, you know, the MCU. MC is getting really bad at secrets. I mean, I didn't know about it, but... I, I, I follow a lot more nerdy yeah, MCU shit fair. than you do. Um, but, yeah. And then, I finally, to wrap it all up, Clay Aiken. Um, of American Idol fame, who also like ran for Senate or something like that, or governor. In like Virginia, something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, used to be a, a special needs teacher. He's cool people. We like him. Friend of Todd. Um, he's going to produce a drag queen news show called Newspeak. This is such a wild concept. <laughs> it's so out there and bizarre. I'm so ready for it. It will star um, some Rue girls, Nina West, Bianca Del Rio. Um, who else did I say? Um, Lady Bunny. Lady Bunny yeah. um, Lyle, who I don't know who Lyle is, but um, you better work. And Delta work. I love Delta. I love Delta. Cecil thing. Because Sean girls are going to be on the show. And so it says that they are going to, it's going to be a, a serious daily news show for the next generation of viewers. They will center around hard news headlines, political and political analysis presented by Nina Weston, Bianca Del Rio. Each episode will highlight two or three top news stories of the day. A guest panel of political pundits will join the Aces via satellite to discuss the biggest stories. Um, each episode will also feature a pre-taped field package with one of the correspondents interviewing a major newsmaker or politician. This is really exciting. We don't have a... I have yet to find like an actual like air date or where we're going to find this. <laughs> um, but we know it's happening. It's going to be happening. But it's happening, and that's really all that matters at the end of the day, is that we're getting drag queens and hard news. Ooh. And it's not just about hard-ons, because <laughs> that's what we usually get from drag queens. So, um, I'm excited. Are you excited? Such excite. And so, such a bizarre little thing, but yeah. <laughs> it's so much, but um, I think that's it. Yes! That's the, that's the end of our podcast. Thank you for listening to our stupid little nobody uh, asked our opinion podcast. You can send us an email with any and all of your opinions at nobody asked our opinion at gmail.com. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at nobody asked our opinion. Uh, if you don't do podcasting things and rather you just watch YouTube, you can find us on YouTube too at nobody asked our opinion podcast. Uh, follow Joanna on Instagram at Shelly Snow 2006 and me at underscore zero five. Uh, please uh, follow our unpaid intern at uh, the third rule creative. Her name is Natalia. You should know that. <laughs> um, and please follow our producer Jonathan at Jelly Sound. 
Please rate and uh, leave a review and tell all your friends about us so that we can uh, so we can manipulate algorithms so we can become more famous. More famous. More Make us famous so we can talk to Kelly Clarkson. So we can talk to Kelly Clarkson and have her sing for us. Uh, Let's start getting full of my. Bye. 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 Bye.